Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to Under the Stained Glass, the podcast where we take a look at what we talked about in church last Sunday and approach it again from a family angle. I'm Pastor Chris here at Magnolia Park United Methodist Church in Burbank, and I'm here with our children, family, and youth director, Miss Whitney. Hi, everyone. And today we're in week three of this series, Have Mercy, where we're looking at some of our social ills and seeing you know, how we might be able to approach them from a biblical standpoint. Of course, with all these controversial issues, there's always so many different outlooks and views and opinions. Right. And obviously we can't go into all of them. Sure. But I do think that it's important to look at them through the lens of the Bible, but also just through the lens of our faith in, in Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I think that you're certainly going to meet even in the church and in believers, they'll certainly meet people with different understandings of what it means. But when we get to it, if Jesus has said something about it, or if Jesus Mm -hmm. has taught us anything, it is to look at the issues of the day or the issues of our lives through the lens of God. So that's where we need to go first. Yeah. And looking at just that next level, a little level deeper, maybe than what we might think of when we're just glancing at the headlines or just listening to the secular opinions about things and choosing one. Jesus always goes a little bit deeper. And that's certainly true with the story we were looking at on Sunday, right? which is this great story that I'm sure most of you know from John chapter 8, where Jesus is teaching in the temple, right? outside the temple, actually, in the temple courts. And as he's teaching, these Pharisees bring in a woman who they say has been caught in the act of adultery. Mm, Caught in the act of adultery. And they make this poor woman stand up there before what would have been a group of all men. Mm -hmm. And I guess since she was caught in the act of adultery, who knows what state of undress or dress she's in. Mm -hmm. But she's standing there and obviously she's got to be filled with shame. And at the same time, they're accusing her of this crime for which the punishment is stone, death by stoning. Yeah, it's it's one of those stories that's very recognizable because we've heard it a lot in, you know, church or, you know, youth group or wherever you hear it. I don't know if we've told it very much at, in Sunday school, maybe once, but in a different, different maybe sort of uh-huh. manner. But um, <laughs> it is one of those that is easily recognizable. And because it's such a interesting scene. They're dragging this woman out into the street. It's the Pharisees and the teachers of religious law. They're bringing her out. And like you said, we don't know what state she's in when she's out in the street. And they're challenging Jesus in a very, on a very personal matter for this woman. Mm -hmm. And yeah, you're right. She's probably very ashamed of what is happening and probably very scared and confused and Jesus recognizes this in her you know he recognizes what's going on right at the offset and so it's one of those stories that you just kind of cringe when you Uh you hear and you go oh I don't I don't know there's a lot more to it probably than than what we know because what were the circumstances that she was found and and how you know did that come about Mm -hmm. and what what really is the end goal here yeah it's interesting it's a really compelling scene like you said and it's um and it's a beautiful story. It's well, it's a story that people really love, I think, because of where Jesus is going to take it. But right. it begins in this way that's really pretty violent. And they bring her in and they 
stand her up there and then they challenge Jesus saying that the law of Moses demands that we stone such women and then they challenge him what do you say and of course he's got to decide is he just going to come down on the side of the law right. or is he going to come down the side of where he's kind of been in his ministry which is erring on the side of compassion and grace for people you know he's the one that's hanging out with right. tax collectors and sinners you know i was saying on sunday that Jesus has a reputation, and, he, and this is true of Jesus today, right. that he's really not so much into punishing people for sin as loving them into holiness. And that has been his thing. Yeah. And they're kind of challenging him on that. Yeah, because Jesus is in a kind of a no-win situation. They really do try to catch him up here. And, of course, Jesus is a lot smarter than these mm-hmm. Pharisees that are that are kind of backing him into a corner. But... He does. He has two options. Either he, he does go with the law, which if he doesn't go with the law, then they're going to say that mm-hmm. he's, you know, against God's word and sure. the law. Or does he go with what he has been teaching, that love of God and mercy and, you know, all those things that we've been talking about over the sure. month. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's one of those really tough situations, but Jesus is so masterful in it that mm-hmm. he always surprises the people that are trying to catch him up, but then he he answers in such a Jesus way. Yeah. It's some it's the way we expect him because we know him from you know what we've read and you know we're hindsight you know really we're not in that moment. But he does he really catches them by surprise and and always says something that you know maybe they haven't they haven't suspected of God or of Jesus and it's a be- like you said it's beautiful yeah. it's beautiful to see where Jesus goes and and. The mercy that he has for others and that, that love that you talked mm-hmm. about, how he gives it so freely in these situations, yeah. even in the face of, yeah, there's sin there. They're, they're not wrong that there's sin. I mean, yeah. the, there's sin on their side, too, probably, from how they've caught this mm-hmm. woman. And, and the, you know, there's, there's a whole other conversation about how that could be. But they're right. There's something there that needs to be addressed, but sure. the way that Jesus addresses it is definitely not the way we would we think. Would. Yeah. yeah, not the way they expect, for sure. I mean, Jesus does this a lot where there's a controversy and they or they try to manufacture a controversy. Right. And he always just sort of listens to that surface controversy, but then he always goes a little bit deeper to right. the real issue. Yeah. And in this case, I mean, the real issue is, I mean, he goes famously starts writing in the dirt or mm-hmm. doodling in the dirt. Nobody really knows what he's doing. But in my view, he's probably thinking that, number one, the law states that uh, in a case of adultery, the woman and the man should be brought in for right. stoning. And it's obvious they didn't bring in the man. Right. And you also have to wonder how it is that they happened to exactly. catch this woman in adultery. So. From my point of view, it sounds a lot like there was a setup here right. that somehow they have set up this woman and brought her in now as an example, sort of you know, sacrificing her reputation yeah. and her life to set up Jesus or to, to accuse Jesus, get Jesus caught mm-hmm. up in this thing, which is really pretty shameful it is. of them. Yeah. <laughs> So Jesus, I think, says uh, famously, let any one of you who's without sin be the first to throw a stone at her. And what he's really saying is, look, yes, as you just said, she's in the wrong. She did a wrong thing. Mm -hmm. But there's plenty of shame to go around here. You guys 
are really acted reprehensibly right. too. So yeah, plenty of shame to go around in this situation. And that's just true in life. When we look around at any of these issues that we point a finger at and say, that's wrong, it is wrong. Right. But a lot of times we, either through our silence or other ways, are kind of complicit in setting up a culture where those things can happen. And I think that what we have to remember for, you know, ourselves, because we're, we weren't here when Jesus is telling the story, but we can certainly apply it to today, like you said, is that our sin might not look like mm -hmm. another person's sin. It might not be as, you know, prominent or as it's so large that mm -hmm, it's, sure. it's a little bit, you know, like in your face, to, in your face. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But it is sin the same. It's just still and, sin. And mm -hmm. sin is sin, regardless of the degree of sin. So we have to remember that and we have to be merciful with people because mm -hmm. is Jesus going to treat us like this? Did, did he, did he not go to the cross for our sins and take that burden away from us? What we did deserve? Certainly he did. So when we are addressing people that we do know are sinning, we can't say, you know, you're, you're not sinning. We can't just ignore that, but we have to look at it through that lens that Jesus shows us. How do we, how do we approach that sin? Are we going to, you know, be that firm hand or are we going to, we going to approach it with love? Yeah. Yeah. It just shows how we all need a savior, right? Right. Because you're right. I mean, Sin, our, our sins may not be as, you know, obvious or as egregious as this one, mm -hmm. you know, person standing up there accused of adultery. But again, there's the sin of all the people who set, who made this happen, who set this thing right. up. And then in the same sense, there's so many ills in our society. And, and a lot of times we need to just, if we're pointing fingers, point the finger back towards ourselves just a little right. bit. And yeah. say, we're setting up the conditions for this, this kind of stuff. Right. I was talking on Sunday about pornography and just how damaging it really is, how available it is right. now. Where I'm, I mean, I'm an older man, I'm 66, and I can remember when if you wanted pornography, if a person did, it was like, it was hard to get. And if you ventured to do it, you did it to the risk of your reputation. Sure. You know, it was because uh, it was shameful. Mm -hmm. And now, you know, we, we have less shame around those kinds of things. And also sure. uh, pornography and using it is a lot more anonymous mm -hmm. than it ever has been. And it does extraordinary damage to young people, mm -hmm. uh, particularly. But, you know, 64%, I think, of church men right. use it. Right. So... How are we all complicit in setting up those kinds of, that kind of culture uh, that's super damaging and almost sacrifices our youth, you know, right. in that way? Perhaps that's seen as, you know, maybe a lesser sin or, mm -hmm. or something that is less damaging because it can be more anonymous and, and harder to kind of pinpoint who, mm -hmm. who that person is that's sinning, but it's a sin nonetheless. So it's one of those things we have to think about is just because our sin doesn't seem as great mm -hmm. as somebody else's doesn't mean that it's not there. It doesn't mean that we can't recognize it as well or that we have to kind of brush it underneath the, the rug. Because yeah. that, and that's not what we want to do either. We don't want to look at somebody's sin and just brush it under the rug. Jesus doesn't do that here. No. He doesn't, he doesn't say, well, 
the much you did wasn't so bad or or I'm just mad at you guys for, for bringing <laughs> it up. He recognizes that there's sin there, but the way he deals with it is is more loving than we would expect and, and the way that we should be approaching each and every person's sin. Yeah, and, it, it you know, that's just wisdom to understand that we're all a little bit complicit somehow. Uh, Jesus says to them, he says, whoever has never sinned, cast the first mm -hmm. stone. And it says that the older ones leave first, the yeah. older ones. And that just shows that wisdom of saying, yeah, you're right, Jesus. You know, we're all kind of in this sin soup together, you right. know. And yeah, we need someone to help us come out. And you're right also, he says, he, he tells the woman, I don't condemn you, but now go and leave your life of sin. Right. Yeah. I think that's an interesting thing. The older ones leave first. I, I think that's, I mean, certainly the way it would go. Uh -huh. <laughs> but I start to think back on when I was a teenager, young adult, and how I wouldn't recognize the things I was doing as wrong oh, if, yeah. if I was doing something wrong or, or how I would think, oh, I would never do that in a million years. And then I look back on my life and I went, oh, well, maybe, <laughs> maybe I would. So, so it's, it, it is that wisdom that comes with experience and age and, and maybe just maturity, even if you're not, maybe mm -hmm. not older, but that maturity and maybe a maturity in faith that understands and recognizes where we all fall short. Yeah. So I love that. I love that it was added in there, like that John makes sense. I know. Little, I thought that's really yeah. interesting he would add that detail, but it's so, it's so cool. It's it so is insightful. so cool. It's so cool. And it, it just, <laughs> it just reminds you that, yeah, well, we go through a lot in our lives and, mm -hmm. and how many of those people might have might have been in a situation where they didn't get caught like this adulterous woman, but they could have at one point in their lives. And they think, oh, well, yeah, I wasn't I wasn't the one dragged out in the street, but that certainly could have been me. So yeah. maybe I'll walk away and, and leave it for, you know, someone else to, to deal yeah. with. Yeah. Well, the good news is, you know, no matter what sins we've committed, no matter what mistakes that we've made, it really is true. Jesus is not so into punishing us for our sins mm -hmm. as loving us into holiness and into being better. Right. And he does have the same mercy for us that he had for this woman, you know, to say, neither will I condemn you. But he also makes the same demand. Now go sin no, no more. more. Yeah. So we, <laughs> so it's all good. It's all a good reason to be humble about our own ability to sin. Right. Uh, to remain in that place of confession and to be aware, but then to also just really be throwing ourselves on the mercy of the Lord for the strength and for the yeah. Holy Spirit's guidance to do better and better. Yeah. Well, we thank you for being with us today. And of course, if you're in Burbank this Sunday, uh, we'd love to have you come worship with us. Otherwise, we will see you next week on Under the Stained Glass. Bye.